Hey, it's still sober with John Rabin. Listen, if you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Had to get that out of the way. So listen, this memory hit me uh, where when I started doing comedy here in Austin, Texas at the Velveeta Room, uh, I was thinking about this because I'm going to go do open mic this week, hopefully. Um, getting back on the stage, some things come up, and I'm like, all right, guess I'm getting back on the stage for a little bit, work some stuff out, and just kind of fuck around, do whatever I got to do. You know, why not? Uh, coming from a, a position of like absolutely no pressure. I had, you know, very little pressure in the past, the past few years, but like I'm at a level now that I have less pressure on me to go anywhere like career wise or to, you know, it's, it's all about, Hey, let's see if these jokes are funny. Can I make them funnier? Whatever. So anyway, because of that, I had this thought about when I started at open mics um, way back in the day. And I remember there was a, a, a local comic that was still hanging out and me and this other dude, a uh, friend of mine, I remember us kind of thinking, you know, about this guy that he was just old like, what's that old dude always hanging out here, man? What's going on with that? It's kind of sad, uh, which we were completely incorrect. But that's not the part that I remember. Or that's not the part that's been uh, slapping me in the face. This is what's been slapping me in the face is that I thought about that and like later became, you know, friendly acquaintances you can say friends, but it's like, well, we don't hang out. We're just, you know, I like the dude. He's got no problem with me and um, all that over the years and everything's great. But I remember who it was. And out of curiosity, I looked him up and did like some social media research because I wanted to see how uh, how old he was like now because I was kind of curious and so I looked it up to, to see how old he is now and then I did the math backwards to when I started so this very old man that I thought who was just hanging around you know how old he was back then he was 37 37 years old. I thought this guy was an old man hanging out. That's, uh, I'm 12 years, almost 13 years older than that guy was then. And I'm going back to that club to work out some material. Jesus Christ. You're a fucking moron when you're in your early 20s. Probably more on in your 20s altogether. Most people. I know I was. Clearly. 
I was a very, very dumb person. <laughs> very judgmental. Because I've been judgmental for a long time. I go through uh, uh, peaks and valleys of judgment. But uh, it shows you what I know. Speaking of age, I have a theory because I am Generation X and many of you listening are either old millennials or you're Gen X, right? Um, my demographic is a re people around or just below my age. I get that. Yeah, in, in the age range. Um, my theory is that how by how we feel that boomers are very old. They are old people. Some you know that are still around, but they're really old. Generation X, where a lot of us are twenty-five-year-olds who are turning fifty. And I think millennials, you guys are 25-year-olds who are turning 40, and good luck with that. But that's how I feel. It's like boomers are clearly adults and uh, aging adults. And Gen Xers, a lot of us are technically adults, but we're like, I don't, I mean, do we have to, do we get like our, is it like the AARP card? Is it like, is, do you get, do you graduate into becoming a real adult? I'm like, is it, is it because I don't have kids, but I've talked to people who have kids. It's like, eh, it's, you, they don't feel like they're adults. They just feel like they have, you know, responsibilities and have to take care of some, you know, they just have added responsibilities and have a, an additional human being that they need or, or two that they need to take care of. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a, it's an interesting thing. I've been, uh, this is not related to that, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of been, I'll get to that in a second, but, uh, let me finish up my thought on this. It's, um, I've been working with, people in different generations, both Gen Z and um, millennial. And there's, there's kind of a thing. And I, I'm sure I brought it up here before where it's like, okay, boomers did their thing. Um, and what we learned from that generation is the hippie movement, you know, being a hippie doesn't work. And then they turn into yuppies. Being a yuppie doesn't work. And then uh, what we learned from Gen X is opting out I mean, is not a solution. You're like, you're like, this is bullshit. We're not going to do it. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me and all that bullshit. And it's like, okay. Everybody in power just kind of went, fine. And then millennials discovered the same thing that Gen X discovered, 
of course, they think that they discovered it, but they really just, it's like everything, they, which is kind of annoying to be preached at by younger people who are trying to tell you something that you already knew, right? But their solution was to bitch about it and whine about it. And that is also not a solution. Some would argue it's worse than our solution. Because at least Gen X wasn't annoying. Like we didn't do anything, but we didn't annoy you. So millennials, their solution was to bitch about it and then go, all right, somebody fix it. We recognized it and we're being very vocal about how things are messed up. So Gen Z has now watched the different um, solutions or lack of solutions. And their solution is when it comes to the system, like work and all this other stuff, all these different aspects of society that are kind of fucked up. Their solution is to kind of go, they look for the angles and to see if there's some schemes or there, if their side hustle can work in the system. If it, you know, like, like when it comes to a new job is like, okay, can I do my side hustle at this job? Can I pull off a scheme at this job in which I can also make some side money? No, then I don't want the job. What, what do you mean you don't want the job? Would they, People your age always has this kind of job. Nah, I don't want it. I'm going to figure out something else. I'm going to get on TikTok real quick. Like they, they've, they've figured out the schemes. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if um, as a generation, their side hustles will get them through. Um, but it's interesting to watch. And it's a better, you know, it's at least a step in the right direction for coming up with a solution. You know, it's like, oh, uh, nobody's going to save us. So we're going to have to side hustle our way through this. So I find that fascinating. And I'm, I'm just curious to see if it pans out. I do think it sucks that they have really, really, really terrible drugs. And that they've, because they've, because they've learned from our mistakes. Like a lot of them don't smoke. Like, like historic low amount of people smoking cigarettes. And the government will tell you it's because of all the regulations, like they did it, but they didn't do it. It's just enough people died. And, you know, like everything else, it's it's as, you know, old people die and then young people grow up and then things slowly change. Weed becomes more acceptable. Smoking's stupid. So we're going to vape instead. Um, beer. I don't have a taste for beer. I think I'll go with hard seltzer. That seems like it's, uh, you know, it's less filling and the calories and all the sugars. And I don't know. It's, it seems like they're heading in kind of a direction, which is ultimately, I mean, the alcohol content, they're still going to be alcoholics. They're just going to have to start their own recovery group. That's, that'll be like hard seltzer, 
anonymous HSA just so that they feel more comfortable because it'll be hard to share about how you're addicted to White Claw after you just heard from a guy talking about drinking um, gallons of wild turkey. It might be a little emasculating, so they're probably going to have to uh, start their own group just to go, eh. And then they, they get into prescription drugs thinking, well, I'm going to stay away from needles, which is a good call. So they go into prescription drugs that they think aren't so bad, you know, doing stuff not to get high, but to get uh, more functionality like uh, Adderall and different things or maybe Xanax. Um, but then they start dipping into counterfeit pills and finding out that uh, they're being fucked with fentanyl and they never wanted fentanyl and stuff like that. It's just, it's crazy. It's a crazy world for them and uh, gotta be, and I gotta say, I am uh, super happy to be uh, 10 and a half years sober. I'm super happy that I got out before the shit shifted and, uh, and that I didn't bottom out during um, the thing when everything was uh, cut with uh, things that zombify you and make your limbs rot off or OD without the fun. You know, it's just, it's, it's like, I, you know, missing that, that it's, uh, it, it's glad I, I, (laughs) well, also I'm glad that I got sober so that I could, you know, then make, uh, steps to bettering my life, blah, 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 blah. Right. Anyway. Blah, 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 lip service, blah, blah, blah. But seriously, no, I mean, it's good. It's like the timing's right. Um, so there's not too many, you know, 50-year-old junkies. So I, um, it's, it's also glad to be alive. It's good to be alive. It's good to be the king. Um, it's nothing like referencing a movie that most people are too young to get the reference it's once again it uh, reflects my age um let's see what was the other thing all right so i've had some discussions with a coworker of mine and uh some borderline border bordering on and also landing on um politics-esque like current event, you know, all that, you know, national and local policies and that kind of shit, all that kind of shit that you kind of get on. And then you're like, all right, that's enough. We don't have to talk about this shit anymore. And then we're like, yeah, and then move on from it. But talking about it made me realize that this was a dude who, because I enjoy his company and kind of consider a friend now, it doesn't matter that we don't agree. It doesn't matter that I'm more liberal than him in a lot of ways and agree with him in some ways and like that, that we're not on the same page because we just kind of discussed it, how we believed and kind of, you know, what, what we're kind of, you know, our points of view and, you know, agree to disagree. And now that's cool because the thing about it is, is that it really, it's weird how when you stay off social media, 
after a while, like you, your, your brain starts getting better about like your mindset isn't shaped by all the, the shit that you're reading and being exposed to from the different social media apps and you start living in the real world more and you start giving a shit less about people's opinions about current event and politics and religion and all that other stuff. And you also notice how little those opinions come up in just regular work and out every day, like normal, just exchanges. You appreciate small talk more. Like, God damn, I love talking about the weather with you. You know, and just about, and and it just reminds you how little you give a shit about what somebody believes, just as long as they're not an asshole. Then I actually can appreciate an asshole if they're charming. Like, like if they're like charming arrogance or if they're, you know, like they're, they're, they're kind of an asshole, but it's kind of a showmanship asshole kind of a thing where it's entertaining and they're not, they're not like just dicks, like assholes fine, but not a dick, right? Like you can be a little, you know, you can be a little bit of an asshole. all right. But uh, it's just, you know, not rude and not a, just not a, just a shit person. Just somebody who's just like, ugh. He's just mean and just like, you can tell, like, it's one thing. Cause I, I do it all the time. I, I, I come off like a kind of a dick a little bit, but it's, you know, it's to, it, it's kind of to, to be funny and some people don't get it right away. And then they're like, and then they finally figured out, Oh, he's, this is what he considers humor. And actually they start thinking it's funny or uh, they don't. And I realize that they don't. And then I get nicer. Like it's one of those things where I go, oh, I can't, I have to make sure that I don't uh, rub people the wrong way in this direction. All right, I'll pull back, you know, but um, it's just, I think that's the best thing about getting off of, Specifically Facebook, because I'm old. Never got on TikTok. Instagram's pic- pictures, and I unfollow people who post stuff to, you know, to try to be informative. That's not the point of it for me. And also, it, just stay away from, you know, there's too many like reels or, you know, old person TikTok, if you will. There's too many of that, like, just taking over Instagram that it's not even worth looking at unless you're looking at cats or dog videos. So, um, but just, it's been great pulling back from that kind of stuff and go, you know, and I'm not on Twitter, you know, never, I haven't really been on Twitter in uh, almost a decade now. And it's, it's just, it's great to, to, to think that way, to kind of, to feel like is like that it, it makes all that that happens on social media that much, that much more not actually real. I'm like, that's not real. This is real. Your interactions with people in, 
this is what's real is. And and you can tell you're reminded of that. Excuse me. I'm reminded of that when using a program, a chat program called Slack for like work and emails, when you're trying to communicate with people because you're not in the same location and you can't direct tone and there's so, and you're trying to have a discussion about something and you come off like, and I come off in, in print, I come off very angry. Apparently <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm not typing in all caps. I don't know what kind of tone you're deriving from my response, but it is not what you think. And Which is just why the, you know, it, it just reminds you that the best way to resolve anything or to talk, you know, talk about anything is face to face when you're feeding off the, when you can empathize and you're feeding off somebody's emotions and picking up on where they're coming from. And, uh, especially if you're not fucked up, that's, that's always helpful. It's hard to, it's hard to have empathy when you're wasted. Um, I can tell you that from experience, from years and years of experience. And what is your point, John? I'll tell you what my point is. The point is, fuck social media. No, the point is, is that it's when you really break it down, it, it it's just it, it's very obvious, but it's it's weird to have it hit you again and to kind of realize, oh, it doesn't matter what somebody believes it only matters. Are they nice? Are they a good person? I mean, you can be a QAnon person if you're super nice. My two things are, are you, are you a decent person outside of work? And if we're at work or if you're doing your job, whether you're working behind the counter at a uh, place I'm going at or anything like that, if you're, if you're at work, are you doing your fucking job? Like bare minimum, are you doing the bare minimum of a, you know, media, mediocre version, you know, of your job? Are you at least making the, you know, the lowest common denominator? Are you getting the job taken care of? Like that's, that's good enough for me. If you're doing a good job, you're going to surprise me and impress me. And, uh, and I'll be all like, yes, good for you. Right. But that's really it. So it doesn't matter what you believe. Are you doing the best that you can at work? And are you just a, a decent person? Everything else, you know, it doesn't matter if you're wrong about it. Like, what does it matter? Does it really matter what they believe? It's like, well, it matters. Does it though? I mean, you want to feel like, oh, I wish he believed the same things that I do because I'm right. Come on, man. Who gives a shit? If when you, what if you both die in the same, you know, today you both died, it wouldn't matter. Or if they died and then you lived the next day, you'd be like, oh, I can't believe he died. You know, that uh, 
supported the wrong presidential candidate. Oh, I'm glad he's dead. What's, what's the matter with you? What does it matter? Were they a good person? Well, then, fuck, dude. A lot of that was directed at me, like in the past. By the past, I mean yesterday. Um, <laughs> no, it's just uh, it, it's, it's just kind of a reminder. It's like, what the fuck does it matter? Their politics and everything. It's just, it's just like, are they decent? You know, can you talk to them? Just trying to make your way through life, right? It's all that we can ask for. Uh, stillsoberpod at gmail.com. Uh, from last week, just wanted to quick update. Feeling feeling great. Antibiotics are... I finished taking my antibiotics uh, from what I was dealing with, and um, I'm doing all right. Got to visit the uh, specialist this week. And... Uh, it's, and it's more of an appointment to find out, you know, if there's something going on that I need to worry about in the future because I'm doing all right right now. So if something comes up and I feel like talking about it, I'll let you know. If you don't hear anything, um, just assume good things, right? Appreciate it sticking with me this week. We'll see you next week, right? All right. Later. Yeah.